Hey, welcome back. It's the Crypto Coach, Blockchain Wayne here, bringing you another episode of From No Crypto to No Crypto. Now, it's been quite a while since we've done an episode. January was the last time we put out an episode and really been working on some larger projects, both events and other cryptocurrency projects, educational projects with companies. Uh, but it's been a big demand. A lot of people asking for me to bring back From No Crypto to No Crypto. And I felt that there's a need that this podcast can fill. And this is what I'm asking everybody to do. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you've been into crypto for a while, obviously, I'm going to continue to share content that you're going to learn. It's going to be educational. There's a lot of great podcasts out there where they're more of a talk show format, where to interview people in different areas in the space. And what I'm going to do here is keep episodes short, dialed down, but focused on just educational topics to where you can learn something from it. Anybody that needs to learn about crypto, you can refer them to this. They can learn from it. And then we'll also send you to some other resources to where you can continue to learn because education is the key to adoption, right? And our, our, our podcast going forward, we've got a great sponsor with FIO. FIO is a protocol that's designed to make crypto easy. And you'll learn more about that. Definitely check out FIOProtocol.io to learn more about that. But let's dig right on in. This week, I wanted to talk about really just the cost of adoption and the cost of stifling innovation. When you look at those things, what I'm talking about is over the last week, we saw the U.S. pass an infrastructure bill. Now, these bills are always disguised to hide things. They, they have so many things that are snuck in, that are voted on, and people don't even realize are in there. And, and the name never really gives you an idea of what's truly in it. Just like the Patriot Bill, the Patriot Act was nothing to do with anything that you would think. So the infrastructure bill, again, it's a lot of wasteful spending. It's going to be a lot more inflation coming down the road. But it also had some very strict, um, I guess you could say, very strict legislation around cryptocurrency from lawmakers that don't know crap about cryptocurrency. If you don't understand a technology, how can you regulate it? How can you um, make laws around it? And that's exactly what they did. And they had a couple of senators that tried to tried to change some of the language and insert an amendment to it that wasn't approved. And even, even critics of the amendment said it wasn't going to be enough. And let's talk about innovation. So innovation happens no matter what. Like when, when you talk about innovation, um, it's going to continue. It's going to push forward and happen whether your country is involved or not. In this case, it's scary for the U.S. because they're trying to stifle innovation. So innovation is still going to happen. But guess what? It's going to happen outside of the U.S. A lot of other countries are going to benefit from development of crypto uh, in their areas if they're more inclusive, if they're more opening and accepting to cryptocurrency. There's a few spots in the U.S. that are very open and accepting to crypto, like Miami, like Las Vegas. But outside of that, there's really not a whole lot uh, of, of adoption or, or openness to cryptocurrency. And so what's going to happen is you're going to drive, if there's not clear legislation, if it muddies the water, which kind of it does with, with that infrastructure bill that passed, um, it's a lot about taxing, a lot, of, a lot about really just the government not understanding it, but saying, hey, we want to tax it. And they don't even understand what they're saying to where it creates a cloud of confusion because what they're looking to do is, is not really feasible. So that's going to drive innovation elsewhere. So people are going to innovate. And, and if you had a company that may be impacted by this or you're going to or you, these companies that are going to pop up that would you know, work in the space in the U.S., they're going to go elsewhere. They're going to go to other countries. They're going to go to places that are open, accepting to it. And with that, it's going to cause a lot uh, of, um, call it, we're missing out. The U.S. will miss out on a lot of that innovation, a lot of that job creation, 
um, and, and just the lack of being cut on the cutting edge of what's happening because our current monetary policy, as much as the U.S. may feel threatened by cryptocurrency, let's face it, it Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is not a threat to the U.S. dollar and to our monetary policy. Lawmakers and the government and the Federal Reserve, they're the threat to the U.S. dollar and the threat to monetary policy because they've created a system that's been excluded. You know, it, it excludes tons of people. Poor monetary policy is leading to uh, rap rapidly increasing inflation. Not saying inflation has not been steady uh, over the last few years. It's been rapidly increasing and that's going to continue to accelerate, especially the way they're trying to spend money here in, in that infrastructure bill and other other um, things that have passed in the past. So what happens when you stifle innovation? Innovation goes elsewhere. And I'll give you an example. And this is I believe I heard this from an Andreas Antonopoulos talk. I uh, looked into it afterwards and just to see if the, you know how much of the story uh, was was true. Figured it was true, but wanted to get some verification. And you look at the innovation over the years. Every time new technology comes out, it, it's not widely accepted. When electricity first came, was first identified and created and, and some things started to be powered up, you think everybody's like, yeah, put some wiring in my home. No, there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of uncertainty. A lot of people spread news about putting lightning in your walls that are going to burn your house, house down. Right. Automobiles came out. Do you think automobiles, people were like, oh, this is great. I can't wait to get one. No, they were they were portrayed as death traps. Uh, why would you need a car that could break down or kill you a death trap when you have a perfectly good horse and buggy? And that's that's what happened because there's really no infrastructure for it. And that's where we are in the cryptocurrency space. But let me tell you a story about what happened um, with either stifling innovation or being open and adopting and accepting to innovation. So the UK at the time passed some legislation that said if you wanted to operate a vehicle, you needed three people. Those three people, you needed a driver. You needed a, a spotter to sit next to the driver to look ahead. And you needed a flag man to walk in front of the vehicle with the flag to warn people that a car was coming. It's not very feasible, right? So what do you think happened? Innovation continued, but the UK never really benefited from being a powerhouse in the automotive tech industry. And that was the cost of stifling innovation. How many jobs were lost to another country? Those were new jobs that were being created. So obviously they don't look at it as they lost anything, but looking back at history, you can see what happened. They lost a lot of jobs. They lost out on a lot of tax revenue themselves. You know, they're trying to tax something they don't understand. But at the same time, if you open and accept, if you're open and accepting to the innovation, that's going to create a lot more opportunity for people to prosper. And, you know, the government can get their fair share or I don't, I don't exactly call it fair, but they'll get their share, right? They'll get taxes. So the UK missed out on all of that, all of that growth, all that adoption, these large companies that grew out out of that, they grew up in the US, they grew up in Japan, and the UK was completely left out of the mix. That's the cost of stifling innovation. And that's what the US is potentially doing, unless we get some lawmakers in there that truly understand cryptocurrency, or at least start getting advice from these large companies that are in the space that are, and they were at one point, you know, but it seems like this bill was just, it's a large infrastructure bill, and some people were probably paid by banks or paid by certain people just to insert uh, these cryptocurrency regulations that are nearly impossible to enforce. So what that's going to that gray area. Uh, obviously, some people are going to operate outside of that and not follow those rules within the U.S. But any company looking to play by the rules, looking to be legitimate, they're probably going to take their business, their company and their jobs and their money elsewhere. And they're going to go somewhere else that's more open and accepting. So that's the cost of stifling innovation. And cryptocurrency is the latest innovation of what can happen. And, 
And adoption is very important. And, and I can tell you why it's going to continue to push forward because there are so many people in the world that need cryptocurrency. You and I, you may be listening to this and you're in a good place. You know, I'm not saying that we don't need it. Everybody has a need for it. But the glaring need is when it's life or death, it's ability to survive or not. And we're not at that point yet right now, uh, at least not in the U.S., but people that live in Zimbabwe, Venezuela, Argentina, multiple other countries that have experienced hyperinflation, experienced overreaching governments that have seized funds, frozen funds, not allowed them to take their own money out of the bank. Yeah, that happens in the U.S. too. It's just not as widespread as it's been in other countries. Hyperinflation that hit Zimbabwe and Venezuela. They have a need for adoption of cryptocurrency. So the more that we push forward, educate others and teach people about crypto, the more cryptocurrency in general moves forward, the more we're going to spread adoption to those other countries, to the people, even in the U.S. There's estimates say, you know, that there's really no accurate because there's a lot of undocumented uh, people in the U.S., but 18 to 20 percent is the estimate of amount of people in the U.S. that have little to no access to financial institutions, to banks. Imagine that. So where do those people go if they have a if, if they do end up working for someone and someone pays them with a check? They've got to go to these check cashing places, payroll check cashing, and charge them, you know, way too much to cash that check because they're excluded. So you're taking money from the poorest of the poor. They don't have access. And how many of those people could have have financial dreams, have entrepreneurial dreams that never see the light of day because they don't have access to financial systems? What happens when you have a system that's decentralized, that gives anyone access. Is it going to be used by criminals and people with bad intentions? Absolutely, but so is cash. The U.S. dollar is the number one currency of choice for criminals. So don't believe the narrative that cryptocurrency is only used by criminals, but it's also going to be used by 90, call it 98 to 99% of the people in the world that are only looking to live, survive, thrive, and in many cases, do good with that currency. Imagine what can happen when when that shift has happened right now the current monetary policies in most countries in the world were designed for the elite for the wealthy of the wealthy they don't really benefit you and i so that's why it's important to flip that on its end now is there going to be resistance absolutely but let's face it we need a system that's inclusive to everybody and what better way than a decentralized system that has no way of discriminating no way of blocking no way of stopping uh you know, and in the short term, yeah, prices are going to be volatile because that's the cost of adoption. We're moving towards adoption. Prices are going to go up. Prices are going to go down. And in most cases, there's a lot of cryptocurrencies that are created that are just crap. So what I'm going to do in the future episodes is kind of show you how to thumb through that. What is crap? What is not crap? What do you need to pay attention to? Which projects are really innovating in the space? And also, you know, just have to develop that long term mindset that if you're involved in cryptocurrency, if you're day trading, that's a different story altogether. You don't really have to have belief or trust in the project. But if you're if you're just accumulating for the long term, for the future, uh, like many of us do when we first get into cryptocurrency, then you want to understand how to look at this because the market will be a roller coaster of emotions if you don't understand how to get your strategy, set your strategy, and just really tune out 90% of the noise because you're going to have the mainstream media. You're going to have the U.S. Treasury. You're going to have these government and federal banks and federal institutions that are all over the world that are going to be basically spreading fear, spreading uncertainty, spreading doubt um, about cryptocurrency in general, about the use, about its dying. I mean, if you look up, Bitcoin has been said to be dying, I don't know how many times, at least three to 400 times in the media, they've said Bitcoin is dying or Bitcoin is dead. We all know, look, look what happened recently. 
Bitcoin went up to 65,000, dropped all the way back down below 30. And everybody said, it's never going back up. We're never going to see it over 40 again. At the time of this recording, look where we are now, because innovation continues to push forward. And that's what's happening. I mean, El Salvador recently made Bitcoin legal tender. That's a huge step because for the last 20 years, El Salvador has been on the U.S. dollar since their currency collapsed. So they've been using the dollar just like you and I in the United States, if you're listening to this from the United States. But they realize that those are some poor people. The average income there is about two to three hundred dollars a month. That's not much. The average income of a person, two to three hundred dollars a month. So they realize that their country was not becoming any more prosperous, was not getting anywhere. And as the U.S. continues to print, print and inflate the currency, they're being impacted in a big way. And they need to make a, a switch and they switch to a decentralized deflationary currency. The, the total supply cannot be controlled by anyone. It's already set and baked into the code at a deflationary rate. And so now there are people have a chance. Yeah, using a day-to-day right now, they may not notice much difference. But I guarantee you over the long term, when we look back five, 10 years from now, uh, how that move has impacted El Salvador and other countries that are looking to do the same, we're going to see that they've really gone from maybe not, not quite third world countries, but you know fairly poor poor-ish countries compared to the rest of the world to where a lot more people are going to be thriving and surviving in those areas. Yes, there's wealthy people in every country, but when you see more people have access to financial tools, you're going to see innovation thrive. You're going to see flourishing of new technologies. And you don't understand what new technologies can breed new technologies. What we see with social media and podcasting apps and everything that happens with the smartphone, none of that would have been possible without the adoption of the internet. The adoption of the internet itself led to so many other things. The adoption of crypto is going to lead to so many different new ideas, innovations, tech in the AI space, artificial intelligence, internet of things, connected devices. I mean, we're going to see so many different things that are going to benefit the world. The question is, are we going to, are we going to participate in it or are we going to be excluded from it? And that's what you need to ask yourself. And so if you're seeing something happen in the area you live in, whether it's town, city, country, whatever, where lawmakers are looking to be very restrictive to crypto, you need to reach out to them. Even if a bill has already passed, it's not too late to make an amendment to, to push for something for a change in that area. If not, vote them out and put new people in. It may be a process. It may take a little while, but we have to be open and accepting to adoption and open and accepting to innovation and not stifle innovation because we see what's happened from the cost of stifling innovation. And this is something that can impact the world really bigger than any other invention because there's still countries out there, there's still areas that have don't have electricity, don't have running water, don't have indoor plumbing, don't have some of those technologies, but a lot of them have access to basic smartphones, the cheap Nokia smartphones that even if they don't have electricity, they can charge it with, you know, with, with a solar, solar panel and have access to basic markets. A lot, imagine that being able to use that phone to access, to be their own bank. And that's where we're going to see a lot happen. I mean, there's so much good happening in space, so much money being pumped into infrastructure, so many different aspects of cryptocurrency you wouldn't even think about from the non-fungible space, from the decentralized finance space, and so many others that it's important you buckle down and get that education. So that's what we're going to provide here in future episodes. We're going to continue just to talk about educational topics, topics that matter, and really, that, that's, that's the key is digging in and going from not knowing anything about crypto 
to knowing about crypto. That's it's 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 a lot to learn. It can be confusing. Most people need to understand from the basics. If you have trouble wrapping your head around why cryptocurrency is important or why do we even need it, study the history of money. That's what I did in the early days, and that was an eye opener to where I was like, when you finish understanding how the history of money, and then also understand how the Federal Reserve, uh, how banking works where I live in the US and you understand how fractional reserve banking works and what that does to an economy, you realize at that point, it was almost like an oh crap moment. Oh crap, I need to buckle down and learn this. So that's why it's important. There's a lot of great places you can learn from, a lot of other great podcasts. We have a lot of great resources available. Uh, so make sure you dig in um, and, and just, just learn. There's just so many resources out there. Just learn a little bit each day. If you don't understand what cryptocurrency is, learn it. If you don't understand what wallets are, learn it. We've got resources for that. I've got a full educational library that we built on newscrypto.io. Uh, and I'll, I'll include that in, in the description here, newscrypto.io. Go there. You can create a free account, access the education section. It's about to get an overhaul in the next week or two. Uh, we've got some, some more content coming to it and a new look. But for now, you can go in and you can learn what is a wallet. You can learn what is cryptocurrency. What is blockchain? Why does this even matter? And in essence, I'll tell you right now, the biggest thing you need to understand is it's about trust. Cryptocurrency's biggest thing is it's about trust. Instead of putting our trust in a government, in a Federal Reserve Bank, in a select group of elite people to control our money that have proven their track record is not great, uh, that, that proven that they can't be trusted, because their monetary policies have benefited a select few. And it's really, it's, it's continuing to drive a, a huge gap between upper class and middle class, especially in the US and other countries, it's a lot more, it's a lot more obvious. But we, we take that trust that's been misused and abused by people in power, and we put it into code. We put it into a decentralized protocols and math and that determine that monetary policy and that's where we put our value because all money is, is an expression of value. Outside of that, it, 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 the biggest thing that, that will drive value is trust. If you had zero trust tomorrow that your dollars would be redeemed for, for goods, you would quit using them. And that's what happened in Venezuela. Uh, why you see pictures of, of just dollar bills, or what we call it, with boulevards down there, lining the streets, lining the gutters, because it's not even worth picking up because people don't have trust that they're really worth anything. So trust in a piece of paper our trust in code. Uh, and we've seen when, when our trust is put in paper that's controlled by people, they abuse that power. You know, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts. And what could be more absolute power than controlling a money supply? And that's what's happening globally year over year throughout history. We've seen it. Every fiat currency, fiat currency is a currency that has no value backing it. it it's basically mandated by a government or federal bank. That's what our currency is. That's what the dollar is. That's what every other country's currency is right now, a fiat currency. Every fiat currency in history has eventually returned to its intrinsic value of zero, right? Zero. So what are you going to put your trust in? In dollars or in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies that have good monetary policy? Now, there's cryptocurrencies that have poor policy and poor code, and those are not going to last. But the ones that are truly innovating and creating new products, creating new infrastructure, and it's not a zero sum game either. Bitcoin's not going to beat out Ethereum and vice versa. You may hear that people talk about that. Will, Bit will Ethereum surpass Bitcoin? Who cares about price? It's about adoption. Ethereum and Bitcoin do two different things, just like other protocols have different things that they do and they're going to be adopted. So it's not going to be a zero sum game where one's going to win and everyone else is going to lose. There's going to be 
a handful and maybe more of cryptocurrencies that are going to achieve adoption. They're going to get implemented in use case uh, in, in so many different industries and in so many different sectors that that's where we're going to see true adoption take place. And, and you may think adoption is actually when everybody's using cryptocurrency, but actually adoption today is when people are using cryptocurrency and they, and they don't even realize that when we hit that point, then we've hit adoption. Until then, we are still early. So there's still time. If you're looking at this from an investment standpoint, I'm not going to give you advice and tell you what to buy. All I'm going to say is double down, learn. And through learning, you'll be able to make better decisions and where you want to put your money. If you had to look back in history at other technologies when they finally got adopted, everybody wishes they would have put money in early. Well, this is your opportunity. You haven't missed a boat. In terms of currency, Bitcoin is still in its infancy. So many other cryptocurrencies are still in their infancy that there's so much more to come. So that's it. Buckle up. Get down. We're going to start pumping out at least one episode a week on From No Crypto to No Crypto. Uh, we're going to we'll have video series that you can watch on YouTube. And we'll also be on just about every podcast uh, channel that you can find. Just search From No Crypto to No Crypto. So that's it for this episode. Thanks for watching or listening, everyone. And we will see you on the next episode.